No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we continue in the book of Hosea, where the Lord says that because Israel has sown the wind, he will reap the whirlwind. He has made many altars and offered sacrifices to idols. Therefore, God will send fire upon his cities. We hope you join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Hosea chapter 8 on Simply the Bible. For the longest time, Israel had forgotten God. Well, actually, no one really forgets God because the Creator is manifested through His creation. But they chose to neglect God or set Him aside to do whatever they wanted to do without accountability. Israel had neglected the Lord who had delivered her from Egypt and given her His righteous and holy laws. And yet she continued acting religious like everything was okay. But it was not the holy God that she was worshiping. We continue in Hosea chapter 8. Set the trumpet to your mouth. He shall come like an eagle against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law. Israel will cry to me, My God, we know you. Israel has rejected the good. The enemy will pursue him. And so the Lord speaks through Hosea and he says, blow the trumpet. It's time to sound the alarm. Let the people know that really the Assyrians are going to come and descend upon them like an eagle against the house of the Lord. And the reason is because they have transgressed my covenant. Now, the Lord throughout the book of Hosea looks upon Israel as his unfaithful wife. The covenant that God entered into with the nation of Israel was a marriage covenant and they had turned away from it. They had moved away from the relationship that they had with God and they rebelled against his laws. Now, there are some people that think that they can have a relationship with God while not paying any attention to his laws, but it doesn't work that way because sin separates us from God. And so they said, my God, we know you. But that was a lie. They really didn't know the Lord. They thought they did. Uh, they were sort of believers in name only, but really they were worshiping their idols. If they knew God, then they would have obeyed his commandments. They would have kept his covenant. It's like what Jesus said in Luke six forty six. but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? If we call him Lord, then that means that he is our Lord, that he is Lord of all, and we keep his commandments, or else we really shouldn't be calling him Lord. Now, Israel had rejected the good and was doing whatever was right in their own eyes, which, of course, by default becomes evil. They set up kings, but not by me. They made princes, but I did not acknowledge them. From their silver and gold, they made idols for themselves, that they might be cut off. Your calf is rejected, O Samaria. My anger is aroused against them. How long until they attain to innocence? For from Israel is even this, a workman made it and it is not God, but the calf of Samaria shall be broken to pieces. So they set up their kings and their princes. It's interesting that the southern kingdom of Judah had one dynasty. It was the dynasty of David. Uh, and they had many kings in that dynasty. They had several good kings, 
But there were no good kings in the northern kingdom of Israel, and they had nine dynasties. They set up their kings and their princes, but these were not of the Lord. God did not appoint them. And it is interesting that when a nation turns away from God and does whatever they want, God will actually give them over to bad leadership. Um, So they also made idols for themselves. Now, just think about it. If you can make your own idol, then it's not much of a God. They, They said this is a God, but really, if you can make your God, then you're actually greater than the God that you make. And so their God could not deliver them. It was dead. Uh, and so God says, your calf is rejected, O Samaria. Now, Jeroboam, the first king of the northern kingdom, had made these gold calves and put one in Bethel and then one up north in Dan and said, this is the God that brought you out of Egypt. And so Samaria was really the like the Washington, D.C. of the northern kingdom of Israel. And so God says, look, your calf is rejected, O Samaria. You've rejected me. You've rejected me as your God. You you went against my commandment. You created these idols, which I said, don't create anything, any image, and then bow down to it. You've done it. And so I'm going to reject your calf, O Samaria. How long will you be incapable of innocence? How long will you pursue this reckless path of abandoning me? A workman made it. So it is not God. And that should be the telltale sign. If somebody can make their God, it is no God. And, uh, and the, the tendency is for people to create things and then uh, worship the things that they create. I, I am just amazed at the fascination with artificial intelligence right now. Uh, if, if it's artificial, it should tell you it's fake. And yet people are making this and then worshiping it. How do you know they're worshiping it? Because they invest everything they have into creating something that they've created with their own hands. And what's the difference? It's the same thing. They're worshiping false gods. So what are the idols that we make? I mean, I think that's one of them, but really it can be anything that we uh, worship, that we put on a pedestal before the Lord in our life that becomes our master passion and we invest our time and our energy into it. And, uh, and this is what they were doing. And yet they were still saying, oh, we're religious. You know, we believe in God. Uh, and yet it was very evident that God was not their God. They sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. The stalk has no bud. It shall never produce meal. If it should produce, aliens would swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up. Now they are among the Gentiles like a vessel in which is no pleasure. So what were they sowing? You know, there is this spiritual law, universal law of sowing and reaping whatever you sow, you will also reap. What were they sowing? They were sowing the wind. They were sowing idols which were as futile as the wind. And therefore, they were going to reap the whirlwind. It would be far worse. They would reap uh, a wind in hurricane force. And so God says, okay, so you're going to sow your wheat seed, but it's just going to bring up the stalk with no bud. It's not going to produce any meal for you. And even if it does, then there will be aliens or foreigners who will come and swallow it up. And you, as my people, will be swallowed up like a discarded pot. They're going to be cast aside among the Gentiles and just be discarded and considered like a vessel that nobody wants. For they 
have gone up to Assyria like a wild donkey alone by itself, Ephraim has hired lovers. Yes, though they have hired among the nations, now I will gather them, and they shall sorrow a little because of the burden of the king of princes. So they had placed their hope in Assyria to be the one to rescue them, but Assyria would turn and actually conquer them. God says, you, Ephraim, have hired uh, your lovers. So as God was saying that you know Israel had been an unfaithful wife, not only had she gone to other lovers like a prostitute, but now she was actually hiring her lovers. She wasn't being uh, hired out. She was hiring her lovers. That's how bad she had gotten. And therefore, God said, I will gather you for judgment and, and you will writhe under uh, the burden of the king of princes, which was another name for the Assyrian king. They were going to be conquered and then they were going to be made slaves. Because Ephraim has made many altars for sin, they have become for him altars for sinning. I have written for him the great things in my law, but they were considered a strange thing. For the sacrifices of my offerings, they sacrifice flesh and eat it, but the Lord does not accept them. Now he will remember their iniquity and punish their sins. They shall return to Egypt." And so, you know, they made all of their altars on the high places to their idols and they would sacrifice their animals there in order to be forgiven of their sins. That's what they were thinking. But God said, your altars, you're actually committing more sins because uh, you're doing what I told you not to do. And creating these altars, God had really made that there was only to be one place they were to offer their sacrifices for sin and their burnt offerings, and that was to be in the temple in Jerusalem, but they rejected that. They're doing their own thing, and now their altars were altars of sin. They've disregarded my great laws. Now, you think about the law of God. You look at the commandments of God, the Ten Commandments and, and all the other commandments that God gave uh, through Moses. They're good laws, and they help a society run really well if everybody would do it. Um, and yet they disregarded those laws to do whatever they wanted. And, uh, and they loved to offer their sacrifices, okay? They were still very religious. And here's the thing. I think, you know, that we need to understand that people can be very religious and yet very, very far from God. We think, well, you know, they're sincere. Yeah, but they can be sincerely wrong and they can be sincerely doing their own thing uh, and thinking that they're uh, religious, thinking that they're, believing in God, or even Christians. You know, there's the church that has really become an apostate church because uh, they are not adhering to the law of God, to the commandments of God. Um, and they're doing whatever they want. And they're saying that it's all okay. It's not okay. As Jesus said, you, you know, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. But if you're not keeping my commandments, then you're not really loving me. So God said, you know, you're gonna present your offerings, but I will not accept them. And now I will remember and punish them for what they have done, and they will return to Egypt. And this returning to Egypt seems to be figurative. Uh, they had come out of Egypt. They had come out of the land of slavery. God had delivered them. But now, because they had turned to Assyria, they were going to go back into slavery, not in Egypt physically, but it was now figurative of the fact they would be slaves to the Assyrians. For Israel has forgotten his maker and has built temples. Judah also has multiplied fortified cities, but I will send fire upon his cities and it shall devour his palaces. 
So Israel had forgotten his maker or really set him aside, had stopped worshiping him as the creator and built temples, or that word could also be translated palaces. It was a spacious place. He had multiplied fortified cities, but God says, I'm going to send fire upon them and I will devour uh, your palaces. Uh, the word there can also be translated fortresses. And so the idea was that they were putting their hope in their security in all of these things, their, their temples, their palaces, their wealth, uh, and their fortresses. But God said, I'm going to burn all of these up. And that's the thing is that what is it that we are placing our security in? Is it in the Lord or are we putting our security in our, our wealth, our cities, our walls, our military, you know, what, whatever it is, our, our intelligence? I mean, nothing is going to protect us from the judgment of God when God chooses to judge a nation. And this is why our security must be in the Lord, in worshiping him according to his word, in holding fast to his word, to his commandments. That is the only security that we have. That's what it really means. I mean, we say in God we trust, but you know, is it real? I mean, and that's just sort of like what Israel is doing. They were saying, oh yeah, we know God, but no, you don't because you're not really keeping his commandments. And so my hope, my prayer is that we as a nation would turn to the Lord in earnest because righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast, and please leave us a review. It helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where God tells Israel not to rejoice because she will be punished. God will cast her out of his house, and she will go to Egypt and Assyria. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Hosea on Simply the Bible. <laughs>